and the time now in Ocean FM is 23 minutes after 9 o'clock. Now, some of you may be familiar with the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland's Tea Day, and it's going to be taking place on Thursday, May the 4th this year. Well, on the programme, we're going to be discussing Alzheimer's and dementia a little bit on the show, and of course, we'll be finding out more about the Tea Day that is uh, coming up as well, and we'll find how you can contribute and add to that. But before we find out some more details about the Tea Day itself, I'm delighted to to, delighted to say that Brenda Buckley from County Sligo, who cared for her husband who had dementia for over 10 years, sadly he passed away in January of this year. And indeed, Brenda and her husband would have been celebrating their 55th anniversary this week. She now joins us in studio. Um, I have to start off by first and foremost offering all our condolences here to you from everyone at Ocean FM. A difficult time, and I presume when you will be reaching a milestone like this, so many memories come flooding back. Absolutely, and actually it was 57 years, yeah. even longer. Even longer. And <coughs> we had known each other for 60 years. I'll just bring years. you a little bit closer to the microphone, if you don't mind. We had uh, known each other for 60 years, so you know, it was a long time. Um, so it does bring back a lot of memories. Uh, good memories and bad memories. Um Aidan was first diagnosed about 12 years ago with Alzheimer's. And the first couple of years, you float along a bit. Um, and then it begins to get worse. And eventually, a time comes when things are very difficult. And for us, that time, then two years ago, came to a stage where we had to think about care home for Aidan. And at the time, we were in the middle of covid uh, the nursing homes in Sligo had, couldn't take him. But we were so lucky. Um, there's a nursing home in Tubbercurry, Bailey's, and he went in there on a temporary basis. And the care and love and attention that he got there and that we got was just absolutely amazing. Now, that's the good part of the story. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, that there are memories that would be difficult as well to recall. And your circumstances there, and I would have witnessed something similar to this. My own mum as well got be good to her, and it's what every family reaches at at some stage. There's probably a part in the journey where you would love to keep your loved one at home, love to care for them yourselves, but it comes to a stage in a lot of cases where that is not possible, and they need probably twenty four hours professional care. That is exactly true. And I suppose one of the saddest days of the lives of our family was the day that we had to take Aidan uh, to Bailey's. And he he couldn't see us. It was in the middle of the pandemic. But they were, they actually said, we will look after him for you now. And they did that in spades. But we were lucky. I am part of an Alzheimer's research group and I hear from people all over the country who are not so lucky with their loved ones. And you also must remember that when a loved one goes into care, you remain the carer still. And even now, I still think I am Aidan's carer. I have to look after his memory and his heritage. Um, I'm doing that by working with the Alzheimer's Association uh, with a group called Dementia Research Advisory Team. And we're 
acting as PPIs. I don't know, do you know what a PPI is? I never did. It's a person and patient intervention. So when researchers are researching things that they can do that would maybe help people with Alzheimer's, they're looking at everything from an academic point of view. I come in and people like me and tell them the real story. And, and it, it makes such perfect sense in many ways because unfortunately you, like so many others, have been through this experience and maybe no two cases are the same, but at the same time there's a lot of similarities in a lot of dementia cases and a lot of Alzheimer's cases. But to have this knowledge to be able to pass on to these academics and in some ways if it helps the the plight of other families that's maybe starting on a journey similar, something similar to where you have travelled that has got to be a help to them you feel it does and you know a lot of things haven't changed when we got the diagnosis it was a diagnosis and off you go home now and that was it until I read about the Alzheimer's cafe in Sligo at that time and um, Magella O'Donnell was the um, advisor the dementia advisor at the time and once I made contact with them things began to fall into line for me but now I'm hearing from people who have got diagnosis within the last year two years and they have got no better help so that's one of the projects we're trying to do at the moment we're putting together a package um, that will be given to all GPs, hospitals, etc., trying to make the diagnosis information better so that you don't go home with yeah. no, nothing to, to think about. It's fantastic, as I mentioned, that you know that, that you're partaking in this particular project. And in many ways, you're, you feel here that you're keeping Aidan's memory, you're cherishing Aidan's memory by doing this. I am, because he was so into research himself. Um, now, he wanted a cure. Um, that's getting nearer. Um, not not necessarily a total cure, but it is getting closer this year. You know, things have really uh, come on quickly. But what we're trying to do now, more than anything else, is to help the carers, because if the carer can't cope, there's no hope for the person living with the disease. And um, people keep telling you, you must look after yourself, you must look after yourself. That's absolutely rubbish. You can't look after yourself when you have so much, so much to do. And even just before I came in here today, I was um, looking through my phone and looked at a, a message from somebody who was absolutely at the end of the line caring for somebody. Their care packages have been taken away. Um, they haven't money to survive on another woman. Her husband has been just sort of, as she said herself, dumped in a nursing home miles away from where they are. I was in the lucky position, I suppose, that I was able to be Aidan's advocate right through. And I had three daughters who were very supportive. That doesn't happen to everybody. Unfortunately, you're right. You're right. And and look at well done and, and, and what you've what you're you have done and what you're continuing to do. Just stay with me for a moment at this stage as well. Um I want to go to our phone lines and we can say uh, good morning as well to the ASI's community engagement officer and uh Dundee Gallman as well. Charlie McGinley is on the line. Good morning, Charlie. Good 
Good morning, John. How are you doing? How are you? How are and you? Thank you very much indeed for, for taking our call this morning as well. We've been listening there to um, with great interest to uh, what Brenda has been telling us in relation to the um, what she has gone through here. And the Alzheimer's Tea Day that's coming up, that's going to be such a, I suppose, a significant day for so many families, but also for your association here. It highlights the the awareness around the issue and, of course, at the same time, in many ways, it uh, brings in very valuable funds. Absolutely, John. It's one of the, TD is one of the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland's biggest and most important fundraisers. Uh, traditionally, uh, we raised in the past about half a million euro through this uh, initiative. This year, we're hoping to raise in the region of 300,000 euro and that money uh, is used uh, to raise vital funds to provide supports and services to help families living with dementia nationwide. In Sligo alone, John, just to give you a figure, there are upwards of 1,100 people living with dementia in Sligo County. Um, 11,000 people uh, develop the dementia every year. That's about 30 people per day. Uh, there are 64,000 people nationally living with dementia. And by 2045, that figure will reach 145,000. So the Tea Day for us is a vital fundraiser, as I say, to provide and develop and maintain uh, the services that we provide uh, to people like Brenda. Uh, and as I say, my condolences to Brenda. I spoke with her yesterday and uh, it was an emotional day for her. Uh, but she's a great advocate for ASI. Uh, we're delighted to have her on board. Uh, and as I say, for us, hosting a Tea Day is very simple, John. Um, you can as I say, you can have it in a workplace, you can have it in a home, you can have it in a community centre. Uh, all you have to do is register on www.tday.ie uh, and just then, or you can just have a tea day yourself and just donate to tday.ie. Uh, it's a very simple process uh, and we're hoping that it'll be a success. This is the 29th year of the tea day uh, and we're very hopeful that the public will come out in numbers and support this event. Now, we've already heard uh, from Brenta in relation to how COVID changed the landscape in many ways for different parts of society. Unfortunately, those who had loved ones with dementia and living with Alzheimer's at that time, COVID also would have changed the landscape there, would have hit, you know, fundraising very hard as well. So in many ways, organisations such as yours, Charlie, are continuing to recover from those blows. That's absolutely true, John, and, and thanks for making that point. That's very, very true. Uh, the services uh, were all, uh, shall we say, impacted by uh, COVID-19. Uh, fundraising for all charities, all charities in the sector were, were hit as well, their fundraising initiatives. Um, but as I say, we're hopeful again this year that uh, we're hoping to raise 300,000 300, euro. Uh, that's the target for this year. Uh, and again, just an idea there, John, you know, it's not that long ago where a lot of our centres were closed completely, or daycare centres. We're happy to report now that we nearly have 50 daycare centres up and running across the country again. Uh, so that's a, 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 that's a great resource for, for, for people living with dementia and their families who need respite. Uh, so people come in there typically from, say, 9.30 in the morning to 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and that gives them uh, a therapeutic stimulation when they're in there. It also gives them a place to enjoy, uh, to, to engage in activities. Uh, but it also gives family members uh, a vital time uh, to, 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 to recover, as I say, and to have some time themselves. Uh, and that's very important. You've heard that firsthand there from, uh, from, from Brenda in relation to the demand that's on a family who 
caring for a loved one who has dementia. Brenda, if I can just bring you back in on this, and Charlie's going to stay on the line there, but one of the, I suppose, ways I could describe you here, you're almost like a mentor to families now at the moment that are travelling a journey, somewhat something similar where you have gone um, with it and your late husband over recent times. So the Alzheimer's Society, I suppose when you look at all of the various services that they provide under the Alzheimer's umbrella, you know, it's not until a family are in that situation that they realise how important support is and then they realise maybe the volumes and levels and, I suppose, different aspects of support that's there. Yeah, and that's a problem in that a lot of people don't have that knowledge, don't get that knowledge originally. There is a helpline. I don't have it. Maybe Charlie has it there uh, that people can ring and they are very supportive and will give a lot of help. Now, also talking about the day centres, Aidan did attend the day centre in Ahamore one day a week. And as Charlie said, it gave me a chance to go and do the shopping and, you know, whatever. But, and there is a but, you then drive up to collect your loved one and your stomach hits the floor again and you know that you're home too. The same, the same old, same old. So it is very important that people, I think that people with um, living with Alzheimer's and their carers should have more outlets where they can meet up together. And on that, the Alzheimer's Cafe in Sligo is op- reopening, I believe, next Thursday um, in the Sligo Park Hotel. And that's somewhere where people can come and talk to other people, um, get information. There will be talks and yeah. uh, various it's, it's people. It's almost like a form of, I suppose, respite in itself. Yes, it, yes, yes, it is. Um, friends are also very important. And there's a group down in uh, Limerick somebody was doing research into the importance of music in with people with Alzheimer's and a group decided to write a song which they uh, put out last week. I don't think it's recorded or anything but they launched it and it is called the, We Will Tell Everyone because a question that comes up very often is who will we tell? Will we tell our friends? And the real answer is tell everyone. Because the more people who know, the easier it is for you. And I found that um, I would get a phone call from a neighbour to say, Aidan has just gone past our house. And I probably would be behind him. But there were occasions when I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I think the song, We Will Tell Everyone, is very important. And, and the you, more the, people that would know, the more people would be keeping an eye out for your loved one 100%. once they were aware of the situation. Yeah, and it's important, I suppose, in many ways. And Charlie, you can come in on this as well. You know, maybe many moons ago, it might have been seen as somewhat of a taboo subject. But I think families now are very much more open to discussing the plight that they're going through and letting people know and maybe more open to that support coming in. Glad you made that point, John. It's a very good point. Um, I think as a society, number one, we're living older, uh, uh, and and we're obviously then as a, an organisation and as uh, a medical practice, we're also catching Alzheimer cases younger. So there's a truth that's really the contributing factor to the figures. 
uh, as you said, it's, it's vital that everybody you know, plays a part uh, in helping somebody who has a, a diagnosis of uh, Alzheimer's. Um, uh, sorry, Brenda just made the point there about the helpline. We have a free phone helpline. It's 1800 341 341. And that's open six days a week, Monday to Friday from 10 to 5, and a Saturday from 10 to 4. So it's vital that, that, that uh, you know, people, uh, as Brenda says, you know, it's vital that a family uh, of a loved one uh, makes themselves uh, aware of the various services that are available. Um, you know, uh, Brenda touched there on the Alzheimer's uh, cafe there coming on stream in Sligo. And in some counties as well, there are social clubs. Uh, you have obviously the daycare centre, you have home support. You know, there are a range of, 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 of uh, supports there that we provide. Um, but as I say, it's, it's, it's like everything else. You only know when you know. And I suppose I'm of a generation, John, not that long ago, uh, where somebody who had Alzheimer's, uh, it was referred to as, oh, they're sort of doting a bit, you know, they're even doting. Uh, and thank God that stigma uh, is now... Um, so we say not no longer there. Yeah, um, absolutely, and and it's refreshing to see that. Finally, uh, just before we wrap up, I know it's been described as the most powerful cup of tea on May the fourth, and in many ways, as most Brenda, that's exactly what it is. It is going to be a very powerful cup of tea. The support that it gives, the knowledge that it can give people here, it's so much more than just a cup of tea. Absolutely, and the good thing is, the people living with Alzheimer's and their carers can all enjoy this day, um, make it a day that they want to contribute um, financially. It doesn't have to be a big day, and you don't have to have it on that particular day. Any day will do, and if it's only €20 from a couple of friends that would be more than welcome. That's a fantastic cause. Um, thank you so much, Brenda, for coming in and sharing us, sharing with us your story. I know it, it's, it's poignant. You were reaching a, should have been reaching a major milestone this week, so thank you very much indeed uh, for coming in and telling us your story. And Charlie, continued success in your efforts and endeavours there as well, and hopefully the TD is a resounding success again this year. John, thank you very much to Ocean FM and to yourself to give us this, this opportunity to promote T-Day. Again, Thursday, the 4th of May, www.tday.ie. Uh, as I say, Brenda just mentioned there, it doesn't have necessarily have to be in that day. If you can't do it that day, you can do it again another day. But again, there's nothing like a cup of tea to bring people together. Uh, and as I say, we're hopeful that this initiative again will prove uh, very worthwhile again. Uh, for our organisation as we strive to provide those vital services that are needed for people living with dementia. All right, OK, there you go. Um, great to hear from Charlie and Brenda. Thank you so much indeed Thank for coming into studio. Thank, Thank you. you so much indeed. OK, we'll take a commercial break. We're back with more right after these. Ocean FM. North